It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Hello, welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show. Um, today, we are covering late version 35, and joining me is Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you, sir? Going okay. Yeah. Um, but we had some sad news this morning um, for wrestling fans the world over. Antonio Inoki, founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the icon of Japanese wrestling, along with Giant Baba, that took over the mantle of um, Ricky Dozan and created strong style and the style of wrestling that we all love, um, passed away today on the, the day after the anniversary. I think it was the 70th anniversary of his debut. It won't be the 70th. It'll be the 50th anniversary of his debut. Maybe 60th, when he wrestled Giant Baba on his debut. Um, and yeah, me and Marcus have just been having a bit of a chat about it. And he was a great man. And he did great things in pro wrestling. He did some incredibly insane things in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts as well. In fact, to be honest, I don't think you can really look at the way mixed martial arts is without Antonio Inoki. Um, and obviously, at the Troopany Show, we love Japanese wrestling. And Japanese wrestling wouldn't exist without Antonio Inoki, the way it does now anyway. We'll probably look a bit more in depth at Tantonio Inoki next week when we had chance and we figure out a format of a show which is fitting of a legacy of a man who is larger than life and larger than pro wrestling itself. And um, if you want to go back and find out some thoughts of the Troopany show crew, myself, myself, myself and Chelsea did a show six years ago, it was, uh, about Antonio Inoki and the birth of Strong Style. And that's on our SoundCloud playlist. I posted it earlier today on Twitter. Marcus, what are your thoughts on the great man? Yeah, I mean, you know, founder of New Japan. Uh, so, you know, very much set the foundation for everything I, I've come to know and, and, and love about New Japan. And obviously, even outside of that, just, you know, uh, just, just he really is, like we talk about wrestling pillars. He really is one of the, you know, those wrestling pillars that you talk about that is reach. Um, his influence really stretched far beyond the, you know reach of japan so you know it, it's sad but um it's one of those things where it's like you know n- now it's sad because in, in death it's almost like people almost a lot of times get to the flowers they should have got when they was living but now he can he's really going to be touted about because you know from this week and and like beyond people going to be given history lessons as james said you can obviously get a history lesson from you know our show but, you know, a lot of people who normally probably don't even talk about New Japan are going to be talking about this man because that's the influence that he had. So, like I said, it's always sad when we lose big names in wrestling like this. But, uh, you know, we got him to thank for so much of it that we, you know, we cover and love. You know? Exactly. In fact, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today grass squarely on his shoulders. Okay, well, we are in Nagayo Aichi, Japan at Nagayo Diamond Hall. 314 in attendance. A show that was broadcast on YouTube live last week. We got to it this week because we were talking about other stuff last week. Um, <clears throat> and the show opened with um, a rather sedate and nicely uh, placed pre- uh, press conference <laughs> between Al Linderman and your number one contender, Takanori Ito. We are big fans of Al Linderman and we are big fans of Takanori Ito here. But this was to make Takanori Ito the number one contender to the G-Rex Championship, and he would challenge El Linderman later on the show. But it was a nice little opener, wasn't it? Very professional. Yeah, I'm not used to 
press conferences did both this aesthetically pleasing and um, <laughs> respectful. <laughs> yeah, it was just nicely done. It was nicely done. Everything looked great. Obviously, the presentation with the medals and what have you, which if, if you know, you got to remind me, that's El Enem is wearing them because of his beaten opponents and, and Ito is wearing them because he's a contender, correct? Yeah, that's right. So you get the you get a medal if you are the number one contender and challenging for the for the title, and the winner of it gets to keep that medal. So obviously, you know, um, El Lindemann has lots of medals around his neck right now. I think he's on his seventh defeat, defense of this title. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the thing. It's quite I like it. It's like it gives you a sense of presence about the champion. Yeah, and it's also, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Like I said, because being so used to, you know, um, this horrific weddings and, and, and championship uh, contract signings stateside with the, you know, over here. This was this was great. It's like we save all the muscle and fuss for the match. You know, it's going, you know, that's when the bomb's going off during the match because we go, you know, kill it. But the press conference is going to be nice, civil, and really just a great looking photo shoot, honestly. Yeah, definitely. It looked really, really good. Okay, then we moved on to the opening match. Strongheart, Shima, Issei Enetsaka, and T-Hawk defeated 60 seconds. John Tansho and Chiyokichi Seto, along with the guest from um, Sportiva Entertainment. That was Shinya Ishida. It went eight minutes. It was a fun little match. It was the usual kind of thing you expect from the opening of a great show. Uh, rock and rolling kind of Lucha Libre match to get things kicked off. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? No, like you said, fun little, uh, fun little opener. Uh, very much digging the sixty-second uh, entrance music. Uh, got, a, got a nice little kicking swag to it, and uh, but yeah, man, uh, strong hearts. You know, that's a that's a that's a solid crew. I think sixty seconds really took it to them. Um, obviously, got that speed, quickness, and 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 got almost like that Lucha style. But um, I think strong hearts is a, felt like they were more honed in a way. Uh, so. Um, definitely something they can run back, but you know I appreciate Glee for these openers because they they do what they need to do, but they don't overstate it well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Win over Ishida. Um, what do you think of Ishida? I think he's making his debut for Glee, and he, he took the pin for, but he's not bad, is he? He's quite good, and he kept up with all the guys in sixty seconds. Yeah, I think he'd actually probably could benefit from you know uh, running more matches with him. I think this was a you know solid debut. Um, obviously, like you said, and. Uh, Tom showing side to obviously you know the, the the core team and then obviously going against Stronghouse who was very much established at this point I think he did well to fit in just you know got to get some more reps in and, and to your point him taking the pin um you know it's a good loss in, in that regard so you know but like I said I think he could do good with you know running running this back again with these guys and maybe uh taking more of, a, of an assertive point you know yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, we didn't we didn't have anybody do runnings after this. It was just strong hearts cutting a promo, and then we went to the next match. <laughs> Unusually, they kind of set this table for the day. Um, but I suppose a lot of that was done in the press conference. Next, we had a UWF match, a rematch from Michiko Miyagi as she defeated Maya Fukuda in a heated affair. Not as it was bad tempered; they were very very sporting about it. But Maya Fukuda did break Miyagi's nose, and that did tend to up the pace somewhat. <laughs> very quickly she she actually broke her nose hard way she kicked her in the face as hard as she possibly could and uh miyagi then uh, had to go about it and she it was well let's see miyagi got a rope break so she was five foot up uh fakuda 
managed to get a, 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 a gut kick in, which put Miyagi on her back. So that was a point loss for a knockdown. There was another, the kick to the face was another knockdown. So Miyagi sensed that the points were going down and went to business. And she managed to get a win with a single leg Boston Crab that was pretty vicious as blood streamed down her face. And, you know, there's not like getting yourself over with blood streaming down your face. That's happened many, many times in pro wrestling. And this is a classic example of that. Um, I hope she's all right, because it looked like a pretty impressive injury, to be honest with you. And there was a lot of blood. And Marcus, your thoughts on this? Oh, my love for these uh, UWF matches is growing. Um, <laughs> it's just good, because it's like you don't necessarily have to know anything about the opponents or have English commentary to follow the, the obvious narrative here yeah. um you know miyagi we know she's you know very much comes off as an assassin and fukata has been coming up um on all even with her stature kind of being you know the underdog in most situations she always makes her full moxie and fire and all that good stuff and i dug it here because you know this was kind of different from the last time where it felt like she just got outmatched here miyagi obviously came out the gate with the submission and fukata was like no i'm not going out like that and went on a string of strikes that not only, like you said, unfortunately broke Miyagi's nose, but kind of made her see, like, if I keep playing with this girl, <laughs> next time I go down, it's going to be the last time I go down. So, yeah. you know, she, you know, she, like you said, put pedal to the metal and went on ahead and tapped out. And, you know, I appreciated the sense of urgency. And obviously, you know, anytime you, you get busted open hallway, it turns up the level of, uh, you know, aggression and urgency. So, you know. Uh, There's another one I wouldn't mind them running back, but uh, yeah, it, it was just good because it might go different. Like I think Ukada was in that in that zone and in that mood where it was like, you know, all I need to do. Like I almost felt like she went down for good on that last shot uh, when she kind of just went down sitting, uh, but she mm -hmm. got back up. So it it was good in the in in the hardest looking possible way. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this was fun. Oh, of course, we have to say UWF rules were invented by uh, Akira Maeda and Satoru Sayama and wouldn't exist if they hadn't got that brassed off with Antonio Inoki that they left New Japan Pro Wrestling to form their own wrestling promotion. So I guess we have Antonio to thank direct, indirectly for that. But that's definitely, you know, this was a strong style match. And this is the kind of thing Inoki really... A very stiff sports orientated professional wrestling match. Something a little more on the Izuchi welcomed him and um, they had a pretty cracking match. It was a lot of fun, a lot of back and forth. Um, and then we had a bit of interference at the end, well, post match interference. We'll talk about that shortly. Bazuchki and uh, Sherba had a good singles match. What do you think of this one? Solid stuff. Another situation where I'm like, yeah, this this could almost go to um, maybe, you know, I don't know how often they do this, but a, like a multiple fall match. For me, yeah. Running back. Um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I think it, uh, Tetsuya was uh, very much fired up. Definitely don't imagine certainly after, but I think he uh, almost like he hit him with a, like a seemed like a mix of a hidden blade and uh, Jericho's elbow. Which was, was was a little weird, um, but he he got the knockout shot and and put him down, and uh, he thought that was it. But uh, 
you know, after the match, it was like it was on a completely different level. He literally could have just like cleared the ring and just went to to the next match because the guy was giving him all the smoke on the mic, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was just fun. It was it was a it was pretty intense. I mean, his debut match and. They were trying to get him over as uh, as a force to be reckoned with. He wasn't going to win against one of the, the hometown boys. Obviously, Izuchi is a, a key member of 60 Seconds. But it was like it was a nice kind of way of telling the story. And then at the end of the sportsmanship, uh, Takashi Ishida comes down to the ring yet again and uh, lays out an open challenge for a singles match with Izuchi, um, which turned into a bit of a heated brawl back and forth between the two. I'm assuming we'll be seeing that at late 37. Absolutely, looking forward to it. I could, I could, I mean, like I said, they could have cleared the ring and did the match here, but the other guy wasn't dressed. Uh, <laughs> but he does like in. the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's weird because you would have, if you would have came in just looking at this segment, you're like, man, they must have been going at it. But like, no, all the reference guy was holding his Zuchi back because um, <laughs> he, he just got that fired up. It, it was, uh, it was interesting to see. But again, like you said, that continuous storytelling of going from one thing naturally into the next guy. See watch whole match and was like, oh, no, I can definitely beat you. And then come out and then obviously set it up. So they're very much looking forward to that. Definitely. Next up, we had uh, resident troublemakers, Chek Shimatani, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Ryuchi Kawakami of Bulk Orchestra. They defeated Minoru Tanaki, Samuel Watanabe, and Yui Iska of No Fixed Abode. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they don't have a, a hometown crew. And as we've seen before, they'll wrestle heel or face, depending on what is needed <laughs> at the time. 11 minutes and 32 seconds. It was just a bit of fun, really, wasn't it? This wasn't anywhere near as serious, but you do see how well everyone in this company works together. Watching Tanaka with Shimitani was really cool. Uh, Sakamoto going with some Watanabe. There was lots of heads-up challenges back and forth. And, you know, Minoru Tanaka, who is, uh, well, 49 years old, is the most insanely in shape 49 year old i've ever come across being 48 years old myself and not being anywhere near as in shape as he is he is a walking miracle <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i think it's a, a combination a triple threat of you know obviously good genes um would imagine he's putting in some time in, in you know in his workouts and obviously he stays hydrated properly with the age 20 yeah so um, you know you, you gotta you gotta appreciate that but yeah you know looks like a million bucks takes his time very much a honed assassin, if you will. And like you said, this was just a cracking affair. Um, again, we always talk about Boca Orchestra and how they kind of like that mountain you got to climb. Um, anytime you come in front of them, you just, you just ain't no going through it all around it. You got to climb. And uh, I really dug this match because this kind of showed how you have to attack and break them down, the isolation and, um, you know, almost, you know, group mentality on, on one person. So, uh, yeah, they, they came close, but, you know, it's... Uh, is you know, Boko Kesha a lot of times is playing with house money. It goes off like <laughs> so. You know, you know, you can't be mad when they get the win because they they just that good. And 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 like you said, I also like the, the switching up the mixed combinations because they they split the tag champs on the call with the mm. match that they had. So that was cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, Ayato Tamura was uh, appearing in the next match with some of his mates from All Japan Pro Wrestling, which we'll talk about now. But yeah, because the next match was intriguing because it was. Uh, Dan Tamura, Hayato Tamura, and Rising Hayato, who all occasionally wrestle, well, they all wrestle for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and uh, Hayato Tamura, obviously, member of Bulk Orchestra, 
but he's a great wrestler that does occasionally wrestle in all Japan. Uh, and Rising Hayato is an all Japan pro wrestler as well. Um, they went up against a couple of guests from BJW, as well as obviously Kaz Hayashi, whose Rolodex um, is is large and very deep. Or I guess it's phone contacts in this, this day and age. He knows who to text when he needs to. Um, he got Yuji Okibayashi from the Strong Division, um, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Actually, my one of my picks for match of the year was a Takashita's uh, DDT title defense against Okibayashi from uh, the New Year's show last year, which was outstanding. It was one of the best matches I saw last year. Um, and Abdullah Kobayashi, the deathmatch legend himself, who we've talked about a lot, obviously, because we have John on this show, and Abdullah Kobayashi is one of his heroes. <laughs> nice. And Abdullah is just brilliant. I love the guy. He's He, he once wrestled. There's, there's the infamous 108-man battle royal, the, the K-Dojo BJW DDT battle royal from, I think, 2008, in which he wrestled, a, he wrestled in that show three times as three different characters. At one point, having to change in the aisle because his character name was called out after he got eliminated from another from his previous character. <laughs> hmm. So he's a guy who knows how to work the comedy as well work as well as work a barbed wire board, um, and that's what this match was because it was not a serious wrestling match by one inch, was it? No, and at the end of it, and, and you know, I was uh, got introduced to some of these guys uh, for the first time. Uh, it, it, I just sat back and enjoyed it, man. The, the six man of it all, and the, you know the attempts and the, you know the run-ins that mess up the near falls. It was just great. You just got to sit back and enjoy it, and you know eventually they did get to a pin, and it was it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was fun. It was good stuff. It, it took a long time to get to a pin. Yeah, yeah, it did. But it, it, like you said, it was it was a fun affair and definitely a good a good motley crew mix, if you will, for for a cracking main event setup. Yeah, definitely. It was a kind of you've had serious wrestling all the way through the show, and it kind of built this kind of took a little wind out of yourselves because you knew what you was getting next was going to be heavy stuff. So it allowed you to enjoy yourself and set yourself up for this main event. It was a really well paced card. Just to say, like uh, the cage match usually gave it seven, which I think is really good. Um, next up was Al Linderman versus Takanori Ito. Myself and yourself have been high on Takanorito for quite some time. This went 16 minutes and 46 seconds. And I don't think it's the best defense we've seen Al Linderman in, but it was still exceptionally good. I really enjoyed this because it was kind of a different match than we've seen Linderman in. He wasn't doing the same things. And Ito's the company's monster, and he had to work very hard to pull him away. And I don't think it did Ito any damage. I think Ito can come back from this and have a learning experience from this particular match. But this was great. I think this was really well done. What did you think of this? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it even now as we're talking. And he, he the kid, the kid kind of reminds me of uh, the ring general. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the way he was like, this, this guy, I'm like, what do I got to do short of shooting him? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think the funniest image in this match was when uh, Ito was peppering him in the corner. And he got his leg up over the rope, and you just see Linderman trying to find his way across this man's mass <laughs> so he could get him up for a power ball. And he was just like looking for it, and he, you know, uh, you you could just tell at the point in this match, he he, he kind of figured he was like, if I don't stay on this kid and and isolate something, break him down in some kind of way, he's either gonna kick my head off, 
a put a suplex me through this mat. And uh yeah, he had like you said, he had to earn it. This might have not necessarily been uh the best defense we've seen, but it, like you said, it was a crack in the fair as you would expect from these two. Um and he had to fight his way to make him tap out of that arm bar because he almost got out of that. It's like every time Lindeman found himself on top, two minutes later he'd be getting slammed on the mat. <laughs> And it was it, it was it was great to see because it, it, it never it never felt like he expected that to happen and that just like you said that this caters to the monster that Ito is uh has become. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think Ito's um, you know, he's a strong main event wrestler now and he's got a lot more experience. There's a lot more pace to what he's trying to do. So they built him quite gently towards this main event. It wasn't a surprise when he got a pinfall over Lindemann last month. We I think neither of us were surprised about it. Um, and it's like this built to a nice main event that was really a well-told story, and both of us thoroughly enjoyed it. And Lindemann's just so good in this championship run's been just so good. You know, he's been off to New Japan. He's done the Best of Super Juniors as well. He's been a busy boy, and um, he's had some great, great defenses. I think possibly the last defense which we talked about against Dookie was just too good. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> it kind of makes you think like, I this is great, but it wasn't quite, and it's like that's not fair because it's like Tanaka Norito is Dookie, is he? Yeah, everything about Dookie is wild card. I don't even think you can, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to plan, you know, fight him as you're fighting him. It's like you just got to throw everything away and catch every advantage you can get while you can get it, which is not at all too different from here because this is not an even size advantage. <laughs> this fair um, <laughs> right here, so this I, I think. You know, obviously, he's a great champion, but the variety and style of fights that he's having is really good. Um, to go yeah. from Duke to somebody like Ito is not, you know, is is not something that's a, like an easy transition. Like I said, Ito doing this match, I think Lindemann caught it early. He was either going to kick that man's head off or, you know, suplex him through the ring. And, then, you know, Lindemann, who was battle-ready, battle-tested in that regard, he very much had to find a way. And the only way he was going to be able to do it was to break that kid down. I don't know if he was going to be able to get him down for three. And to, I think the company and, and uh, Ito's credit, like I don't think we've seen, you'd have to tell me, we've seen a bunch of people kick out of that bridge in Durham. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody. So, you know, if, you, if you're going to, you you know, check that box off, you might as well let it go to the champion, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm trying not to speak when you have your microphone on because I can hear my voice coming back at me. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think this is great. The only issue now becomes is where does Lindemann go from here? There's a couple of people who haven't had shots. I'm trying to think who has had shots. Let me look up the G-Rex Championship and um, or title defenses and see what's happened. Um, uh, matches, where we go. So... He's beaten Ito, he beat Dookie, he beat Andrew Tong, he beats Izuchiki. Um where was the other defenses? Um and he beat Hayato Tomorrow in the in the final match of the title. So he's got he's had four defenses. His next question is where does he go next? Is it going to be another guest? I mean, we have got, you know, the again, there was the invasion from um the former Dragon Gate guy whose name escapes me. Um, I was looking at Takenori Ito. I'm just looking at the interviews that came after the matches. Um, so we have got that to come. Um, that's going to be the next one, uh, really, uh, about where we're going to get a challenger from. 
so that's really the next show um the next show you're going to see on the Glate YouTube channel is the third anniversary show, which was originally shown on New Japan World as a pay-per-view event and is now going to be on YouTube for free. So we probably won't review that because it's like six months old. <laughs> but if you want to go watch it, that's a really cool idea. Uh, that'd be a good idea for you to watch. Where do you think the company is at at the minute, Marcus? And what are you looking forward to coming up? Yeah, I think it's in a good spot. I think... Um... But I, th I think that spot very much kind of centers around what you said in terms of Lindemann. I think this is a good opportunity. They're picking up momentum, obviously. Um, we've seen them make strides to pick up momentum, not only just, you know, with the, you know, on YouTube and obviously, you know, with the in-ring product, which is is continuing to grow. But, you know, how they switched the names up in the presentation to, to kind of up that uh, their profiles on social media. Uh, yeah, it, it'll, yeah. it'll help as we said last show if they just put their regular names with their handles um whole regular names but i get it um but i think this is a unique opportunity like you said to kind of you know continue that breed to bring some more people in you know just instinctually and it, obviously i'm biased because it's one of my favorites every time you mention dragon gate i'm like why they don't just try to get my boy um out of you know for obviously from dragon gate we talking about shingo yeah. Give my yeah. Shingo to come in and, and, and do a one-off with Lindemann. and I think that'll be a crack in the fat. It's only continue to build them great opponents from uh you know off that list. How many people from Bo Boko Kestra has he fought? Has he fought any? Uh, uh, uh he's he read out a start again. <laughs> Uh, in the first, he beat Hayato Tamara in the first one, so that was the first Bulk Orchestra guy he defended against. He defended against Quiet Storm back in April, um, and then he defended against Erie in May, um, and he defended against Izuchi in July, uh, Tang Andrew Tang in Singapore in July again. So that wasn't a great show, but he did defend the title. And then the last one was Dookie in August, which we talked about. And um, Ito last week was the last one. Um, currently, he's, <laughs> he had the Tokyo, he had the following, oh, on Monday, he wrestled Joey Janela, Jordan Oliver, and Nick Wayne um, on GCW Dead on, Dead on Arrival show in Tokyo at, at Kurikan Hall as well. Well, that, well, that must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, you would think so, wouldn't it? I was like, I said, Joey Janela and Glate is kind of like, I'd like to see that. Joey Janela and Glate. There's very few places I'd like to I'd go out of my way to see Joey Janela, but I don't think he would just kind of fit in Glate. He'd kind of like sneak in nicely there somehow. Yeah, it looked like he'd be done stumbled in from somewhere somebody told him would be a cracking time. He's just like, oh, what is. <laughs> yeah, and then he did a record with just like, He's backing up, and then all of a sudden he's back into a guy, and he turned around, and it's the whole bulk orchestra. That'll be good. That would be great. Joey Janela versus bulk orchestra. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very, very cool. Um, all right, well, that kind of wraps us up. I know it's a bit of a short and sweet show today. However, I'm not doing this on a Sunday like I normally do, and Marcus has been very kind to come talk to me on a Saturday because um, I'm off to go to see some New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is highly appropriate this weekend. If uh, you you won't know about that because I've, I've I've been already, <laughs> but um, yeah, we will talk about that 
We'll probably talk about it when it comes up in New Japan World because it's not going to come up this weekend. They're not doing it live, which is a big question in itself because it's like they didn't announce these shows. Not to say that this is a badly, not a bait and switch show, if you see what I mean, but they never announced anything for these shows. And then they were like, actually, these shows aren't really as important as we said that we're going to be. It doesn't bother me. I get to go see my friend, Josie Gabbert, go wrestle on a New Japan wrestling show, which I know means the world to her because New Japan Pro Wrestling is her favorite promotion. And being a men's only promotion, I knew that she would never wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, things change in the wrestling business and she gets to go wrestle for New Japan. How cool is that? Uh, when your one of your best friends gets to go do her dream job for her dream promotion, you've got to be there. Um, but and that's the reason why I'm going. And I get to see Okada and I get to do, do New Japan stuff, which is cool. But it is a bit of a hmm moment when they did give this massive kind of props at the G1 Climax final when they announced it. And then it's like, hmm, is it though? <laughs> you know, he's a good example. Sai, uh, Sai, I asked him, do you want to go? And he was like, I'll go if it's a proper New Japan show. And this is starting to look slightly less than a proper New Japan show. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks that it's you know, not necessarily the pomp of circumstance that you might want. But the fact that I think, you know, you're going to support, you know, Jazzy, which I know means a lot to the both of you. Um, yeah. And with everything that she's going through, uh, you know, just to, you know, get the space that she's in, you know, certainly professionally. Um, you know, that, that more than makes up for it, I think, you know, so. Definitely. Yeah. And um, some interesting things have happened. Jonah cannot go. Um, he's got stuck in Florida because obviously he lives in Florida being a former NXT guy. So instead, Saria, uh, formerly known as Paige in uh, WWE, her, her brother is wrestling on the show, <laughs> Zach Zodiac. You know the guy in the film, the, the brother that trained um, Paige, uh, uh, Florence Pugh? Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy to think we, you know... Uh... Just looking at that movie, not even thinking anything of Florence Pugh, and now it seems like she's one of the biggest stars in the world. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's I. I will watch Florence Pugh learning how to do stuff stories forever. <laughs> there was, there was a. She did a BBC TV series. It was one of the Lacari novels where she played an actress who was recruited by MI5 to MI6 to be a spy, and it's brilliant. I mean, she, she, she's just excellent. She's fantastic. Not in my six. Five Mossad. That was it. I think, I think in a career conge- uh, trajectory from that, and then you got a lot of movie business. She goes from that to being the sister of the Black Widow. That's yeah, violent women. Yeah, yeah, just insane. She's yeah, she's she's brilliant. Anywho, we're gonna have to call it here for today. Where can we find you on the internet, Marcus? I'm glad I can make it. Always a pleasure. You can find me on Twitter at ParadoxKid. That's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. Always down the chat. You can find me at Show. If I want to start on Twitter, you can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Patreon, where you keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone on Facebook and on all the great places you normally get your podcast from. But you're already listening to this. So you probably already know. Tell other people. That would be cool. Next week, well, we've got to talk about the man, haven't we? We'll see how we're going to do that. It'd be nice to get everyone together to have a bit of a roundtable discussion if we can. We'll see what we can do. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. (laughs) 